guess what y'all we black hey in the garden what and you are here you are with us you are with me i am cola b talking and you know that's just what i do because it's a podcast so i appreciate you for joining me on this journey we are here on episode two and we have a very special guest with us today but we are going to come right back to that because hold your horses Before we go any further, I do want to mention something that I should have mentioned in the first episode, but bear with me. Here we are now, better late than never. So I am a comedian and I like to find the humor in things. And that's a coping mechanism that I've definitely developed uh, after dealing with, you know, copious amounts of hardship. I survived. I endured. I survived it, I endured it, and I lived to tell some pretty interesting stories. And of course, like I said, being the comedian that I am, I'm going to tell them in a funny way. And a big part of this podcast, if not the whole darn thing, is all about telling stories and getting into subjects that definitely need to be discussed around our culture, our Black culture, as it relates to horticulture. So I appreciate you for sticking with me and enjoying my silliness. It's entertaining, right? I mean, isn't that the whole reason why you're even sitting here or standing there listening to this at all? Is because you desire to be entertained. I desire to fulfill that need. And so that's why there'll be a little bit of the sillies. Um, because that's how we talk to each other. That's how we relate to each other. That's how we discuss topics that are heavy in nature and add some light, some humus to them. I hope I'm saying that right. I really do. H-U-M-U-S. I know I'm using it right, but I don't know if I'm saying it right. But that goes back to being a nerd, but a funny nerd. And who else but a funny nerd would decide to do a podcast about Black culture and horticulture? This gal. Cola be talking. Welcome, welcome, and welcome again to episode two of Black in the Garden. And I am so glad you came back. And if this is your first time listening, welcome for the fourth time, because I already said it three times. Don't worry about all that. But, you know, it is um, 2019. We are preparing ourselves for the dawn of a new century. Is it a century? No, let me get it right. We are preparing ourselves for the dawn of a new decade, 2020. Just say, just envision that in your mind, 2020 vision, y'all. That's what we have over here. And um, because it's the end of the year is wrapping up, then obviously that means holiday season. And, you know, I'm feeling, feeling a little bit of spirit of the Oprah you know, the mother, the Oprah, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. And um, because it is the time of year for, you know, generosity and good cheer and all that other good stuff, you're welcome. I made a rhyme. Enjoy yourself. I am thinking along the lines of a bonus episode. Why not? Why can't we do a bonus episode? It's cool. Let's let's just rock with it. So I'm thinking along the lines of a Monstera Monday. Hey, that's a pretty big deal. 
in the Instagram plant world. And I'm spending most of my time, in all honesty, just really cultivating this community via Instagram. And it's pretty dope. I've made some really awesome connections. And uh, shout out to those of y'all who have been supportive so far, who have been tagging your friends, who have been following and engaging. Let's continue to do that. We got a thing going. Let's keep it going. So you know you have the opportunity to talk back, speak back, if you will. When you go to the link in the Instagram bio, you will be prompted to speak back. Once you click that button, it's going to get you on to the platform where you can say, leave a message. And that's exactly what you'll do. We're going to talk about our Monstera booze, y'all. It's This is just how we talk about our Monstera. Because what I've noticed about the obsession that every planty person seems to have with that plant. It's very much a boo thing, okay? So that's how the whole Monstera boo movement came to be, hashtag Monstera boo. That's how we're rocking Monstera, all things Monstera, when it comes to Black in the Garden. So rock with me on that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Go look on the page. You'll see that I've already tagged a few people and, you know, just kind of featured some of the Monstera booze that really was giving me life. And I want you to go ahead and give me some life by following the instructions. As I stated, the instructions are also in the posts where you see the Monstera on the page. And you might as well speak back and take this opportunity to not just be a listener, but also contribute your voice and tell us your story because, hey, we want to hear it. And it's all going towards the bonus episode of the Monsteraboo. I can't wait. I know you can't wait because, well, I guess you might could because you don't have a choice, but you get what I'm trying to say. Hey, y'all. Hey, Soil Cousins. I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it. All right. So we know this is a uh, election year. All right. There's a it's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. All right. So what you need to do is go to ballot ready. That's B-A-L-L-O-T. R-E-A-D-Y dot org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, You can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. 
that's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can, you know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research, you guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Okay, and by the way, don't let all the Monstera talk fool you. Soil sisters, botanical brothers, we are here. We still have the intercult. Did I say inter intersection? We still at the intersection of black culture and horticulture. So this is not just a houseplant thing. I know the houseplant people are definitely in the house. Shout out to y'all. But we also be outside too. <laughs> it's not just indoor gardening. We are outside in the garden. We are farming. We are gardening. We are tending to landscape plants. We are also tending to growing our own food. It's a necessity. It truly is. We're going to get into that a lot more in upcoming episodes. Don't you worry about that. But there's a treat for everybody involved. If you are not concerned with Monstera Monday, that's cool because we have a special guest who I'm getting ready to introduce to you, the owner of Seed Mail Seed Company, aka Seedmail.co is in the building. Well, you get it. But she was, she talked with us. She spoke with me specifically. <laughs> Cola B talking, was talking to uh, Stephanie Hicks. And I'm getting ready to drop that on you in just a moment. I appreciate you so much. And I did want to go ahead and just throw a little disclaimer on this thing. Listen, we're going for progress here over perfection. And I'm talking with a professional who has value on her time. And I am also here wanting to make sure that the voices are heard and the conversations are had. And so I'm saying all that to say that there were just a few kind of raw patches where the audio was really trying to give me some smoke, but I persevered. I pressed on. The point is still clear and we have the conversation that we needed to have. And we can have another conversation if y'all would like. You let me know. Speak back. I gave you the instructions on how to go about doing that. But I just wanted to let you know that I am aware, but I had a choice to make between do I scrap the thing or do I go ahead and let the thing be what the thing is. That thing is the interview. That interview is a conversation. And it is the first of many conversations that need to be had. So I just appreciate your patience. 
you're so patient. You'll be just sitting up there taking your sweet, precious time, watching these plants grow and nurturing them and making sure they get the water that they need, whether it be indoors or outdoors. You know, it's all gardening, no matter where you're doing it. So we're all patient here. That goes without saying. So I'll say it one more time. I appreciate your patience and I hope you enjoy. All right. So we are talking today with the owner of Seed Mail Seed Company, Stephanie Hicks. And this is super exciting because this is the first interview for Black in the Garden. And it's starting with a seed, literally Seed Mail Seed Co. is, can I get, can I just stand a little bit about Seed Mail Seed Co.? Okay, so what had happened was earlier this year, or maybe last year, I came across uh, Seed Mail. I'm pretty sure I found out about Seed Mail through Black Girls with Gardens, which is a phenomenal movement. And it's currently just, you know, super strong and hella deep on black plantstagram, which what we what are we calling it? Soil sisters and botanical brothers. That's where we're going with that. We'll sort that out. But I found out about Seed Mail Seed Company, was excited about the opportunity to do business with a black woman in the seed world. Uh, went to the website and was like, oh, this is cute. Oh, MG like the packaging well it wasn't the packaging on the website um when you look at the website you see like the thumbnails of these beautifully arranged brightly colored um vegetables and exotic flower seeds and just all of the the things that you like to put in your garden why would you not um heirloom seeds just such a selection And so I made my selections. It was hard to narrow them down, obviously, because choices. And I finally, you know, I put in my order, everything simple, super duper great. And then I think it was within like three days, the turnaround was incredible. I was like, what is it doing here already? But I get my seeds in the mail in this package that's like, oh my God, this is for me. And so I open it. It's beautifully arrange there's um the 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 tinsel the you know the the stuffing in there everything is like carefully thought about and put into the package um i'm already like super psyched about the fact that i got these seeds so quickly and then i'm getting this whole unboxing experience that was just incredible and so excitement ensued And so this is me standing over uh, your product, Stephanie. So yes, thank you so much for joining us on Black in the Garden. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Of course, of course, of course. Um, So speaking of the packaging, because, you know, leading with that, where, tell us about the design concept and how you kind of got to that point where you've made it so beautiful well I spent some time in Korea and um, I don't know if you know anything about this but Asians when they give you a gift it's always exceptionally wrapped like they take everything into consideration not just the gift is a part of the experience but the 
unwrapping is a part of the experience. And that kind of really stuck with me. So I wanted my product to kind of be like that because you get seeds in the mail. I'm a seed hoarder. <laughs> I get seeds uh-huh. in the mail. <laughs> and it's just kind of, of like a lackluster, you know, like, oh, I spent all this money on these seeds and then they just get to you, just kind of like thrown around in a bag. So <laughs> womp, womp. I know. So it's like, it kind of like, diminishes your experience but then when Mm. you get it like beautifully packaged and then you're just like oh wow this is great like this is exactly what I want because I've gotten things beautifully packaged before and I was like yes this made the whole experience complete and I just wanted that overall like complete experience and of course it's my favorite color (laughs) Um, and that is mint green Yes, it is. Mint green is my favorite color, along with my auxiliary color, which is purple, which happens to be my husband's favorite color, and my second color, which is mustard. So seed mail's color just kind of like, they're an embodiment of me. (laughs) It's a vibe. It's really a vibe. Like the experience, you know, that's really kind of another word for an experience is a vibe. And so good vibes are coming out of your your packaging when everybody's getting their seeds in the mail because y'all you need to order some like (laughs) if you haven't ordered any already you can listen to this podcast and also order um (laughs) but speaking of vibes we we talked a little bit last week and so that makes me think about the love that you put into the seeds yes (laughs) tell us about what your experience is like with packaging and you know actually interacting with the seeds well it all kind of started with seed swaps (laughs) um I found out that I really liked playing with seeds and putting them in little packages because like in seed swaps you're encouraged to like design cute little packaging and like to get it all together for like everybody else to see that you've never met before so like it's all about first impressions Mm. you know um, yeah, that kind of like started that addiction for me. And it just kind of carried over into seed mail, which is actually where we got the name from, too, because in the seed swap community, when you get seeds, it's called seed mail. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a whole hashtag, right? It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, you know, like I just really packaging the seeds is my favorite part of the business. If I could do only that, I would. <laughs> but um, I just really like playing with the seeds get to identifying all the seeds like you know because each seed has its own category like you know what family it belongs to when you see this seed and you just put it in the packaging and it's just like really therapeutic it's just really therapeutic. I told you a a pure expert because you just said that you can identify a seed (laughs) family by looking at the seeds and here I am like you know if the seeds should spill out of the the (laughs) container we have a problem. I'm lost. I'm totally lost. Yeah. So I know what I'll do. I will just uh, tag you in the picture of the spilled seed. I mean, that's you, what you we'll can do. only identify them so far, like all mustard seed, collard greens, like all of those will all look the same kind of all tomato seeds mm-hmm. will look the same. All pepper seeds will look the same. So I could tell you what variety it is, like what category it's in, but I couldn't tell you a specific variety. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So not all the way that technical, yes. but give it you know a couple more years and we'll <laughs> we'll call you back and we'll see we'll see if we if figured you, something you know out. kind of refine that <laughs> absolutely yes. so okay 
So you had a love of seeing is how you decided that you would start this plant-based business as a a plantrepreneur, if you will. We love that word around here. Absolutely. That is exactly why it got started. Just I love the seeds. I love the packaging. I love playing with seeds. And I love sprouting seeds. So that's always fun because you get to test germination rates all the time. So, Oh, so that is a part of the process yes, as well. You have to because if germination isn't great, like if you have anything under like 70 to 80 percent of germination, then you have to toss that seed. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why my Are you able to germinate so well? Because I, I constantly always test them (laughs) yeah quality control do y'all hear this this is quality control absolutely that's not even something that I would have thought about when it comes to the process of a seed company and their selection of the seeds that they make available to their customers so quality control number one and can you tell us a little bit more about that process where you're doing the sprouting of seeds? Like, what is that called? How did you figure all this stuff out? <laughs> well, when you order seeds, they usually have like a germination rate on the packet. I don't know. Like, I'm an extreme reader. So, like, I'll read everything on the packet. And I realized mm-hmm. that there are germination rates. And um, that companies like Seed Savers, for instance, constantly test these rates, you know, like mm-hmm. on all of the packaging, it's supposed to have it, you know. Um, so that process for me is I can take, let's say, not a handful because that's a lot of seeds, but you know, like you, you test like a little starter run, like either on paper towels or on little trays. I do little trays because I tend to use seeds I started. <laughs> um, okay. So you just like kind of put them in like little trays and like, you know how much you put in there. So like if I put like, I don't know, like 50 collard green seeds. Yes, I'll count those tiny seeds. If I <laughs> if I put like 50 <laughs> of them in there, then I'll see how many sprouted up and I'll know exactly how much of a percentage, you know, it's sprouting at that point. Because seeds are only viable for so long. Well, they, they can be viable for a really long time. Like they found seeds in caves and things like that. But when it comes to wow. selling seeds and giving seeds to, you know, your consumer... You need them to have a good viability rate because, you know, you you want them to get their money's worth and not feel like they've been ripped off. Absolutely. And listen, I've already said enough, but I have to say that when it comes to getting your money's worth with a product from you, I haven't had any disappointments. I've um, my favorite thing that I've grown my favorite seed that I have grown yours is the Rosa Bianca Ah, eggplant yes okay so (laughs) I mean can you can we talk a little bit about that eggplant sure I'm gonna put some pictures of my Rosa Bianca tell tell us about that well the Rosa Bianca eggplant's an interesting one um it's my favorite for Italian dishes like Italian parmesan it's like the perfect like meaty eggplant like you can cut it up really well and it stays firm and it continues to be firm even after being fried. Like it just, it's one of those eggplants that hold up really, really well. Um, it's, it's not my favorite eggplant. I do state on my website, which one is my favorite. <laughs> um, one. The Black Beauty is my favorite eggplant. That one's so, that's so appropriate for Black in the Garden. And then <laughs> tell us 
like, because black is beautiful, right? Exactly. Can we change it? Would you consider changing the name of the black beauty eggplant to the um, black girl magic eggplant <laughs> or black beautiful eggplant? I mean, Do you have liberties? If, if I created the seed myself, like say if I selectively processed seeds, like you can selectively choose traits from seeds by pollinating them with different things so that you can create your own seed. Um, you do that enough times, you move from a hybrid down to like a regular stabilized seed. And after like a couple years, like 50 or 80, I can't remember the exact number, you'd be considered an heirloom seed. Then I could do it, but I need to be it, like the black beauty is something that somebody else made and called. So I can't just change the name of theirs. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so this is exciting to me because now what I understand is that there is a possibility if you are interested. Oh yes, definitely. I'm very in interested. All the <laughs> so you're in. Oh my goodness. I'm so like, interested, I'm but like really in tomato sense. I haven't really thought about it in the eggplant sense, but in tomatoes and peppers, yes. Okay, so that is a world that you would like to put your flag in. Yes. Uh, kind of in a George Washington Carver kind of way like are you how much of an influence is George Washington Carver on you you know he is the staple black <laughs> history figure yes. but considering what I know about him and his agricultural research mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about what his influence has been on you well he's had some influence so I'm gonna have a confession here I wasn't always into gardening and agriculture so when I learned about him in high school, he wasn't as much of an interest for me. Um, however, there is interest and I, I definitely know that he made great waves, you know, in our community and in our research. But when it comes to direct, direct influence, I, I guess I don't have much, but he would obviously have to have influenced me because I wouldn't be here without him, you know? Absolutely. I mean, he definitely was a trailblazer as far as being a uh, early Black entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. George Washington Carver, where now that I think a little bit more about it, of course, this is a new podcast. So I'm thinking maybe we need to get into a George Washington yes, Carver. Definitely. I feel like that would be that would be amazing because it would give lots of people new information on him. It would give me new information on him. <laughs> right. I don't feel like the school system does a good job in giving you information about these, you know, black people that really influence you and our culture. Like they really downplay it. They really mm -hmm. downplay it. So I feel like, you know, doing a podcast specific to him and like giving all the information that you can on him would just be like really great because then we would know where we got all of our influence from because obviously it's there <laughs> giving me homework okay <laughs> i am on the challenge yes. it's coming it is absolutely at the top of the list to get the george i mean we would get him on here you know if he was alive but shout, <laughs> shout out to the ancestors okay <laughs> so speaking of black entrepreneurs mm -hmm. i love that I cannot say it enough. Can you say it? Plantrepreneurs. Plantrepreneurs. Plantrepreneur. Yes, darling. With the That's accent. what Plantrepreneur. <laughs> yes, it's fancy. You know it's fancy. Come on. You're, you're a plantrepreneur yourself. Yes. So 
speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about the need for more Black entrepreneurs yes. in this world, you know, future farmers of America or of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you are doing this in such an entrepreneurial way, because obviously that's part of the terminology, <laughs> um, why do you think we need more Black entrepreneurs? Because representation matters. It doesn't matter really in what sense it matters. We're slowly starting to see ourselves in movies doing great things like being astronauts or mm. um, heroes, <laughs> superheroes, for instance. Um, we see ourselves in our toys. Um, those types of representation matter because I know when I was a kid, you just you long to see yourself doing that thing. And it just doesn't seem possible to you because you don't see yourself doing it. You see everybody else, but not you. And that type of thing really matters, like not just seeing ourselves on TV, but also just doing important things, whether for ourselves or for the environment, you know, like, I feel like we need more so that our kids can see it and that they can be inspired and continue to do it too. It's for the children, really, because the adults, we've already kind of figured out how, you know, we're mainly trash, but (laughs) yes, (laughs) still have a chance if only they would not only be educated but they would also be exposed mm-hmm. to representation oh my goodness and when I say representation it makes me think about going back to your packaging your branding like your sticker can you tell <laughs> us a little bit more about how that came to be it's so cute y'all oh, if you're a little sticker <laughs> it's actually fun fact my husband drew it Um, we're both artists and um, he drew it for me because that's just how he sees me and I (laughs) I took it and I kind of refined it because he's not really a digital artist he's more of a hands-on artist Um, so I took the drawing brought it onto the computer and I updated it with my current hairstyle so whatever my hair color is and hairstyle is at the time that's what my character reflects so she's always getting updated Um, She wears my engagement boots, which is what my husband brought for me. Um, He proposed to me with them. So that's what those boots, the little tassels are. They're cowboy boots. (laughs) And I'm always in like, um, if I'm not in those, I'm in my gardening boots, which are mustard. And um, I'm always in like polka dots or like a jumper or like a tutu with like frillies because I have like a really kind of girly style. So she just kind of represents me. And of course, I always have to have the fro show even under the hat. Tell us about the fro show because y'all, it is a show. (laughs) First of all, it is bright blue. Start with what blue is that? Like how did you work all that out? You know, actually, when I dye my hair, it's considered, I think, cobalt blue, but it fades to turquoise teal color, like minty turquoisey teal, depending on what stage of blonde my hair is under. And that's just how it fades. So I always purposely dye it really dark. So it fades the way that I would like it to be, because if it if I dye it mint, it fades to a really ugly green color that I don't like. So, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I always dye it darker <laughs> for that purpose. And, um, you know, my fro is just a big part of who I am. Shout out to my best friend for that, because she encouraged me to go natural um, oh. many, many years ago before the natural movement was 
even really a big thing. There wasn't all those YouTubers encouraging you and everything. We got so much backlash for it, but we stuck through it. <laughs> and, and we made our own products. Exactly. Yeah. That, what year are you talking? Um, 2009. Okay. I got on about 2003 and before YouTube, yeah. being a natural was hard in these streets hard i I bet because i had no courage to do it back in 2003 i'll tell you what (laughs) right listen (laughs) it was i didn't even wear my hair uncovered for a minute i would always kind of cover it up it's oh i was in the presence of my mom as like a college freshman coming home Mm -hmm. from college for the summer and yeah it was just it wasn't my favorite thing with the way that she responded, but of course. it's understandable. You know, I had to think back on it and kind of realize where she was coming from. Yes. But hey, I mean, here we, we are. still get backlash for it in the professional field too. You know, it's still considered not professional hairstyle, but it is. I'm a professional and I wear my fur. So You are a professional plant. Did I say plant? I mean, plant seed. <laughs> You are a plantrepreneur, purveyor of the prettiest packaged seeds. I didn't, I purposely didn't try to say that fast because why would I do that to myself? Um, wow, this is, this is all so exciting and I'm just so glad that we're able to do this. Yeah. Um, can you tell us more about what do you see the future of seed mail? Actually, interestingly enough, seed mail is relocating from South Florida um to Oregon <laughs> next year word yes burr, 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 burr. this is an exclusive yes we are moving <laughs> because Later, you're moving to Oregon yes, Oregon the agricultural laws are a lot better there for me um Florida is one of those states just like California where things are constantly kind of like quarantined and have to be like really like they're really hard on us because of all our diseases and bugs. <laughs> so okay. it's also hard for me to garden and have a farm if I wanted to with all of our bugs that never die because it doesn't get cold. <laughs> I see. So like it just, you know, we get a lot of bugs and it's just ridiculous. But um, the move to Oregon is because I would eventually like seed mail to have its own farm. And to completely source all of its seeds. And, you know, I I would like a storefront where, like, I can sell plant starts and little microgreens. And, you know, like, I have really big plants and bots for seed mail. Like, it's not just seeds. It's going to be beyond that. I want produce, stand, the farm, just everything. My heart. The dream. (laughs) The dream. My heart is beating so fast for you. That sounds dope. Like, what? talking about I want to get on the plane to Oregon right now and you didn't even get there yet. not even I'm ready <laughs> wow yes well I appreciate you sharing that with me um what well, with us because yes. it's us this is a conversation uh that's awesome I am really thrilled about the future of seed mail oh, <laughs> um, just go ahead and let us know all the details about what we need to do to get these seeds in our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about your social media handles, your website. Shout it out. So well, shameless promotion. <laughs> shameless promotion time. Let's go. So our website is seedmailseed.co. 
<laughs> it's our exact it's our exact name so it's easy it was different before I made it easier <laughs> thank you and um, our Instagram is seedmail seed co my Instagram is meant to grow because I'm mint and I like to grow and I'm meant to grow so it's a little play on words <laughs> beautiful and um, I also have a house plant account called mint to monstera and I have a food account called mint to eat I just separate all my accounts. <laughs> all the things, but you're doing all the things. And I literally, wow. So I was just trying to make sure that I was up to speed on all of the comings and goings of seed mail mm-hmm. and go to your about section of your website. And I see the Monstera. Tell us the name of that handle it's again. Mint to Monstera. Mint to, with the number two? Yes, with a number two. So I see that you have a Monstera account and I scream because that is literally the next episode that is in the works. So I would be so thrilled if you would take part in that conversation with us. Awesome. Mon- I love it. It's the best Monstera Monday. <laughs> it's my favorite day of the week, right? Yes. Wow. Awesome. Wow, wow, wow. Well, so we have something to look forward to. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us on Black in the Garden. And we will talk to you again very soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I was glad to be here. No problem. That was a thrill. OMG. Had a great time talking with Stephanie. And I do apologize once again for any inconsistencies in the audio quality. And, you know, it really was a thoughtful and intentional decision to let the flaws show. A1, progress over perfection. I am a Virgo. I am a perfectionist. Don't get it twisted. I am a perfectionist. However, This podcast was supposed to happen literally like six months ago, but perfectionism got in the way. So we're not doing that anymore. Episode two, here it is. Um, Also, as a gardener who set out on this journey intuitively, not with reading the books and not with, you know, getting all the sciencey information, but just feeling my way through and learning what worked and what didn't work. Even if you do the science and you know all the things and you read all the books, you are still going to make a mistake. So, or it's not that you're going to make a mistake. It's just things are not going to go as planned. You know, that's also a big theme in life. And so not to be bogged down with trying to figure out how to get things exactly right and cute and perfect, but just accepting things to be as they are and what they are and appreciating that even when things are not going the way that you plan, growth is still happen. Progression is still happen. Evolution. That's what we're doing here. It's, it's deeper than just the garden. We still black in it y'all. And I appreciate y'all for being in here with me. Thank you so much, 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 much for tuning in and y'all stay black out there and stay tuned.